Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. On this special episode of the Outlaw Mudcast, I want to talk a little bit about Ikuzo Super Show. Specifically, the narrative of Ikuzo Super Show. What got me thinking about this was back at Gen Con, I was organizing something in my uh, with my cards real quick, and I happened to be sitting at the booth at the table where the Ikuzo cards were set up. I ended up doing an impromptu demo for Ikuzo Super Show, and I realized that you know I didn't really know about the backstory behind Ikuzo, the way I know about the backstory behind the Legendary Fighting Federation behind Super Show the Game. And so I started sort of looking into it, asking some questions. At Origins, I had somebody sit down and run through the demo of Ikuzo Super Show. And I noticed then there really wasn't a backstory to Ikuzo the way there is to Super Show the Game. Now, obviously, there's a very detailed backstory to Super Show the Game. There's a whole comic book series coming out about it. But there's also a very simple backstory to Super Show the Game. In Super Show the Game, you are a wrestler in the Legendary Fighting Federation, and you are having a match with another wrestler. And it is like, you know, a normal wrestling match. You versus an opponent. There's a crowd. You know, there may be championships on the line. Everything we know about professional wrestling comes in to help support the narrative of Super Show the Game. That really doesn't exist in Yukuzo Super Show. And let me just kind of go through and talk about some of the things that are comparative. I've got my rules for Ikuzo Super Show here because this is pretty much all we have to go on when it comes to the backstory for this game, the setting of this game. Now, I have heard that there are plans in the works for a comic book surrounding Ikuzo Super Show, but I'm assuming that like the Super Show the Game comic that was years in the making, where it's been months since the Kickstarter and we have not received any issues yet of the Super Show the Game comic. I have to imagine any Ikuzo Super Show comic is going to be far, far off in the future. I think I'm going to start by just going through the rules, which is the single folded up purple sheet in the Ikuzo box set. So immediately after the name, it says Ikuzo Super Show, join the fight today. In Super Show the Game, it says Super Show, and it says join the Legendary Fighting Federation. With the Super Show, I know right away, okay, there's a federation I'm joining. This is just sort of a generic join the fight today. And to me, a slogan like join the fight today is more like there's an army, there's a force that's united against a common enemy. And they want you to 
join up with that force, be part of it. It made me think of like some of the segments in Starship Troopers where they're trying to recruit people to the war effort. That's kind of what Join the Fight Today reminds me of. It doesn't really make me think of a one-on-one combat kind of game, which is what this is. I'll keep going. They both sets of uh, rules start with overview and contents. The Ikuzo says, Welcome to Ikuzo. Ikuzo were the world's greatest fighters battle with cards and dice. So, first off, it says worlds, singular possessive, as in one world. I'm going to jump ahead. There are six classes in Ikuzo Super Show. We have Assassin, Cuber, Goliath, Gunslinger, Summoner, and Warrior. Assassin right now, we have one Assassin character. I believe that's the Fox Assassin. Going from memory, the Fox Assassin is depicted as using knives as an Assassin. Cuber is LED. Cuber is depicted using futuristic ray guns. Goliath is Sage the Wicked Witch. I'll get back to Sage the Wicked Witch in a minute. Gunslinger is Bell. Seen using multiple automatic weapons. Summoner is Sekhmet using magic. Warrior. I believe the two warriors in this game are Eva Firecat and Fortress. Both depicted using swords as their primary weapon. This does not make sense to me that these would all be on the same world. Number one, the level technology doesn't make sense. Why would you have modern firearms versus you know, medieval swords from our perspective versus futuristic laser type weapons? That doesn't make any sense. The second thing I want to bring up, and I mean, that doesn't even count magic. The second thing I want to bring up though is from what I understand about this game, the reason Ikuzo Super Show exists from a business perspective is this. With Super Show the game, because it's based in a wrestling universe, SRG is limited when it comes to licensing properties. They can license individual wrestlers like Danhausen, Sammy Callahan, Officer Breezes, Deputy Dango, Rob Van Dam. To name a few, they can license promotions like MLW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. But that's about the extent of the licensing. Creating a sort of fantasy, sci-fi, anime, blended universe allows them to go get other licenses. They could license things like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. When I saw this game, I thought about Dragon Ball Z. Licensing the Z Fighters for this game. Um, I've heard there's desires to look into fighting games like Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, Virtual Fighter, things of that nature, Tekken. That those are kind of the properties they're looking at to put into Ikuzo Super Show. So with that in mind, I would not craft this game as being on one world as involving fighters from one world, I would present this game as involving fighters from across time, space, multiple dimensions. Give yourself as much freedom as possible to bring in any property. 
And I would establish that from the beginning. So putting this on one world and having all these fighters supposedly be in the same world, part of the same world, doesn't make sense to me, especially if your plan is to bring in properties from outside of your own original creations. I would make this a you know parallel universe, across time, across space kind of game. Let you bring in all sorts of things. Another thing I wanted to bring up concerning the narrative of Super Show is, and this came up in my mind when I was demoing, when I've demoed Super Show the game in the past, you talk about Legendary Fighting Federation. Legendary Fighting Federation, and I don't know how many people know this, is not just the name of the promotion, just to be the name of the promotion. It's designed to help you remember things in the game. Because how does this game work? How does Super Show the game work? The goal of Super Show the game is to hit your finishing move, hit a finish on your opponent. How do you hit a finish on your opponent? Well, in order to hit a finish on your opponent, you have to have a follow-up in play. How do you have a follow-up in play? Well, you have to have a lead in play to play a follow-up. You have to have a lead in play, then a follow-up in play, then a finish. In other words, you have to have an L lead, an F follow-up, and an F finish. You have to have an LFF. So the LFF is not just the name of the Federation. It's a mnemonic device. It's designed to help you remember how to play cards to hit a finish. I think they need something like that in this game. I don't know what it would be since this is, from what I'm gathering, a game about gathering the greatest fighters across you know, the universe, across you know, everywhere and anywhere to fight. Maybe you take a similar tack you did with the Legendary Fighting Federation. Maybe these are the legendary fighters of, and you think of some name for the setting where they're supposed to be. You know, Futuria, Fraternia, Frutishnil, you know, Frutus Maximus. I don't know. Figure out some name, you know, of where they are. And I would actually take that LFF idea and port that into Ikuzo Super Show. I don't know how it would work out, but to me, it's a good thing that it's in Super Show the game. It should be in this game, too. And then I think my final criticism, the final thing I want to talk about with Ikuzo Super Show and something they might want to look forward to is I think there's too much of Super Show the game. There's too much wrestling terminology in this game that I think should probably come out. For example, they talk about the competitors have six skills on the competitor card, and then they have a gimmick. Well, gimmick is a term from professional wrestling. I don't know that gimmick makes sense in Ikuzo Super Show to describe you know, what, the, what we call gimmick in Super Show the game. Maybe special ability, maybe bonus talent, maybe something along those lines. But I don't know that gimmick makes sense to use as a term. Other things. Um, to go back to the beginning of the Ikuzo rulebook, the rule sheet. You know, after the sentence I read, 
The next sentence is sharpen your blades and focus your mind as you attempt to defeat your opponent with a finish card for the one, two, three. Why is it one, two, three? It's one, two, three in Super Show the Game because in professional wrestling, you have to pin your opponent for a three count. That doesn't really make sense in Yukuzo Super Show. Other things, there's a crowd meter in Yukuzo Super Show. Is there anything in the Yukuzo Super Show that when you have your fight with your opponent, you're doing so in front of a crowd? When it comes to professional wrestling, that's built in because professional wrestling has been going on in the world for decades. Probably getting close to a century at this point. We know wrestling's done in front of crowds. Is there anything to suggest that this is done, that the competitors in Ikuzo Super Show are fighting for the amusement of a crowd? Are they involved in a gladiatorial game? Is this like the Hunger Games where they're each you know fighter represents a territory? We don't know. There's nothing to explain why these people are coming together and fighting and why they're doing so in front of a crowd. So those are things I think should probably be fleshed out a bit more in the world of Ikuzo Super Show. Now obviously some of the terms have been changed because it's a wrestling game. For example, what we call a bump in Super Show the game is called a clash in Ikuzo Super Show. Most of the other terms are the same. Buries the same. Flips the same. Hits the same. Stops the same. They have spotlights. Spotlight is a little weird. I mean, obviously, for things like the Gunslingers and the Cubers, spotlights would exist in those worlds. But, you know, with the Warrior, you know, seeming like they're more from the past, does it, would they know what spotlights are? Would, you know, a summoner, would a spotlight make sense? A spotlight makes sense in a professional wrestling setting because in the arena, there are spotlights. Are there spotlights in Ikuzo Super Show? Are they fighting an arena that is lit up with artificial lighting? Is the setting more like a Roman Colosseum where it's outdoors? I don't know. That's something I think about. Mastery. So in Super Show the Game, there is the ability to win a match by countout, which is something that exists in professional wrestling. In Super Show the Game, you win by countout when the idea is you've thrown the kitchen sink at your opponent. You've emptied your deck, you have no cards in your deck, you've emptied your hand, you have no cards in your hand, and you win the next turn roll having no cards in deck and no cards in hand. That's kind of the idea behind winning by countout. In this game, they have what's called mastery. I'm okay with mastery as a term, I would The way I would describe it is that essentially when you have thrown all of your moves at your opponent, you have demonstrated your mastery over that opponent. You have demonstrated your mastery compared to that opponent when it comes to fighting. That's the way I would describe that. So I'm okay with that, but I think, again, that just needs to be fleshed out a little bit more because at first glance, mastery seems like a weird description. Same thing with clash seems like a weird description. I don't know if Clash makes sense for Bump. I just, I don't know. I don't know if something like Stalemate or some other term makes sense for Clash. 
but I'm okay with it. And I think that's pretty much it when it comes to the world building elements. Those are all the things I see when it comes to sort of the narrative and world building of Ikuzo Super Show that I think should maybe be improved. Now they've announced some things they're looking at putting out they haven't put out yet. In Super Show the Game, there are entrance cards. In Ikuzo, they're going to have what are called gear cards that basically serve the same function. In Super Show the Game, there are spectacle cards. There are also spectacle cards in Ikuzo. In Super Show, they're called Valiant and Newman, named after Team Valiant, which is sort of the, the good guys of the narrative of Super Show the game, and Newman, which is named after Rock Newman, the, uh, I believe he's the head of talent relations for the LFF in Super Show the game. He sort of represents the bad guys in the Super Show narrative. The Spectacles in Ikuzo Super Show, according to the Purple Rule Sheet, are going to be called Yoi and Waru. I don't know what they represent. I don't know what Yoi means. I don't know what Waru means. And I'm also not sure if Spectacle is the right name to describe them. Spectacle does make sense in a wrestling context. Again, I'm not sure if it makes sense in this context. Maybe it will as the story is fleshed out, as we know more about the narrative. But right now, I don't know that the narrative as it exists supports using that term. Again, there may be all this narrative out there that I just don't know about, in which case I would just suggest they put it out there, flesh out Ikuzo Super Show, make it make more sense, establish sort of the logic, the underpinnings of the universe. I think that would help with the game specifically with the flavor of the game, because I would argue that the success of Super Show the Game relies very heavily on the flavor of the game, on the wrestling flavor. If you're trying to get Ikuzo Super Show out there, I think the flavor of Ikuzo Super Show is going to be very important in helping to grow the game, helping to get people to fall in love with the game. Because while it has a good set of rules, I think the setting is very important. Especially knowing how important the setting is to Super Show the Game. And then just a couple of other odds and ends. Just things I know about Ikuzo Super Show. I've heard about Ikuzo Super Show. I want to talk about because I've seen them expressed. First, um, the classes. Right now, there are six classes in the game. I've read them before. I'll read them again. Assassin, Huber, Goliath, Gunslinger, Summoner, and Warrior. Some of the classes didn't make sense to me. Goliath for Sage the Wicked Witch didn't make sense. I did find out that Sage the Wicked Witch, part of her power is shape-shifting. She can make herself a giant. That's why she's considered Goliath class. I didn't know that. That was definitely a surprise to me. As far as the classes themselves, from what I have heard, the next wave of Ikuzo Super Show competitors will all conform to these six classes. But the wave after that may include new classes, and I'm not sure how I feel about new classes. The reason is that the perception of Ikuzo Super Show is that it is a bit more of an aggressive game than Super Show the Game. Part of that is because there have not been a bunch of stop cards released so far for the game. I have heard 
that's just, you know, the initial release, that that's not necessarily a design concept, that it's entirely possible we see more stops coming to Ecozo Super Show as time goes on. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm also not sure how I feel about adding classes because these six classes, with the way their skills are arranged, are the only way you can arrange these skills to make it so you can't run a stop based on your 10 skill and a stop based on your 9 skill as you would in Super Show the game. Creating classes like this does limit the deck building in a way that does make it more aggressive because it makes it more difficult to layer stops. So I'm curious if they add more classes and they say, for example, create a class where you're a 10 agility and you're a 9 technique. What are they going to do for those type classes? Are they going to put any limits in the game to sort of make it more aggro? Are they just going to forget about these original six being the way they are, just kind of broaden it? I don't know. I don't know what their future plans are. I don't know what they're looking forward to. But I wanted to bring that up because that was something I'd heard and I wasn't sure how that would be, but I wanted to get that out there. And then finally, because I've heard quite a bit of people talking about it, the class requirement cards. These are the skill requirement cards, but you have to have two skills that meet the requirements to play them. You can play two copies of skill cards, and the class count is one skill card. I know some people have thought that if you play one class card, you can't play any additional class or skills. That's not true as of right now from what I understand about the rules. Looking through the six that have come out, because that's all we have right now, just six of the class cards have come out. I'm not really seeing anything I'm too worried about. Raise the Dead, I think, is really good. This is the lead submission number 12. You need a 10 sub and a 9 technique to run it. Let you draw a card for each lead you have in play. Let you add a card from discard pile to your hand. It's very similar to something like Rolling Forearm Lock, where it's a stop that lets you draw. You have to have that 10-9 combo to run it. Cyber Attack, I don't think it's any stronger than most of the 24s. Same thing with Colossal Smash. Burning Blade is good. You stop any submission, draw one card, and it's also a follow-up. I think that's strong. I think uh, Poison Stars is pretty strong. It's a Sia grapple, stop a grapple, and it blinks your opponent's gimmick. I think that one's really strong. Field of Fire is alright. Your opponent discards one card they have from their hand for each strike you have in play, and then you get plus one to your next turn roll for each strike you have in play. They're good. I have not played with them, so I don't know if they're devastating, if they're overpowered. Uh, maybe some people can tell me if they've played with them and they've just been, you know, killing their opponent, taking their opponent's chances away. I don't know. I just wanted to bring it up because I heard some people talk about it. But I think that's all I want to talk about right now for uh, Ikuzo Super Show. Those were just kind of my thoughts when I first encountered the game and when I looked into it a little bit.
And with that, that's going to do it for this special episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening, and good day.